Brittany Simone is a multidimensional woman from Detroit, Michigan. She traveled to Ohio to tell her story about business, love, life, mommyhood, and overall womanhood. Get ready to listen, learn, and absorb all the gems that Brittany has to offer. Being multidimensional is exactly what the dictionary says it is. For my for my blog, She Bites Back, I looked up the actual dictionary definition, and it is containing or possessing many layers. And so being a multidimensional woman means just owning every single layer, whether it's right, wrong. I'm okay with not always getting it right. And I'm cool with it. Like, the biggest thing I had to learn, because I am I tend to be a person that's not very emotional. I'm a Leo to the death of me. I say it all the time. So all that sensitivity, it's few and far between. But the thing I had to learn is, like, owning when I'm mad. Like, just being okay with being mad or being okay with being sad. Just releasing that. And releasing the happy and releasing the sexual and releasing the loving energy. Like, releasing every layer that comes to me. So for me, being multidimensional means having every aspect of your life and catering that and you're not going to have everything at one time but you can have everything and I'm a firm believer that women can have it all I know that people feel like they have to choose and I think in this day and age like with social media it really makes us feel like we have to choose because we see people fitting themselves into boxes like before social media I don't really know because I was like in high school but (laughs) I assume that you would go to work and you might would see this girl who seems all or this woman who seems very put together or you had your like stay-at-home moms or your working moms like everyone does of course put a facade on to seem um, more put together but with social media you really see people categorizing themselves like you see like the woke you see woke Instagram girls Mm -hmm. you see the chakra girls you see the stay-at-home mommy I'm a mom girls you see the I love my man I'm the perfect wife you see the wives club like oh now I got married and nothing else matters you see the girls that are just all about being a socialite like oh I'm just going out you see you know the groupies you see people but they're categorizing themselves and with the whole thing of like branding everybody's branding themselves into boxes and so for me personally um I feel like, you know, everybody has a sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. Social media definitely gives us that. It is important, I do think. It is important to brand yourself. But I think there's a level of transparency that gets you more respect. And for me, everybody's not the same. Now, I'm disclaimer, all y'all not multidimensional women. Like, I'm not trying to say that to be, like, mean. And I'm not saying that to say that you can't be multidimensional. But there's a le- you have to, like, own being multidimensional. That means you have to be okay with, like, messing up. Or you have to be okay with, like, sometime putting business to the side to take care of your child or whatever. But for those who do either want to be multidimensional or feel like they are multidimensional or feel like they do own all the layers of their lives, I think it's important that you share that and you put that out there so that you can kind of, like, other people can gleam off from that and learn off from that and accept who they are as well Mm -hmm. and not box themselves in. Because it's easy to, like, feel like you have to box yourself in to fit in or to get in. Get in where you trying to fit in. So I see businessy type of women like I'm coming out of college. So I see these um, business professional women, whether they're in my field or not in my field. I'm from Detroit, so you know we have a a, a we have a lively social. People gonna say it ain't nothing to do, but everybody got something to do. Uh, every weekend, y'all found something to do. So so of course I feel like you know sometimes you may have to cater to that or cater to the crowd that you want to be around because you you should you should network you should get out there but you shouldn't change yourself to do that. And I think social media sometimes puts that pressure on. I agree. I would say that it's kind of hard to embrace your multi-dimensional assets, it's very especially hard. when you're younger. 
I realize myself being 21, I've always been like that. What you're saying, I would grind, do all my homework, and go out the next weekend, drink some honey, and be happy with my Period. life. And I met men and a man that, like, literally turned all of that down. Period. Unconsciously. Like, I was like, who am I? Like, I lost myself. I was trying to confine myself, like you were saying. How do you ground yourself and embrace your multidimensional self? Like, being that woman, how do you fully embrace that? I think it goes back to kind of, like, my point of what I was saying of owning the layers as they come and owning where you're at in the moment. A lot of times, I think we try to, like, be everything at one time. So... I'm not going to be able to embrace it all the time. And for me to act like I'm embracing it all the time is a struggle. Like, I'm I, I, I'm dating. I got a, a guy that I, I'm taking serious. It, I would be lying if I told you that. Nah, you know, if I want to have my chest off, I want to wear something skin tight, I'm going to do that all the time. But no, there's for me, I have a certain re- level of respect for my le- relationship and a certain level of respect for him. Now, sometimes I do sometimes not wear the stuff that I maybe would, would wear if I wasn't with him. Or when I'm with my son, we'll do something like that. Like, I seen um, April from, like, Love and Hip Hop, Omarion's baby mama. She was at Disney, and she had, like, a spandex two-piece on. And somebody was like, that's not what you wear to Disney World. And she, like, clapped back at him. But for me, or and I'm pretty sure even for her at times, there's times where she's with her kids that she doesn't wear maybe what she wanted to or doesn't fully embrace a part of herself because of who she's associated with in that moment. So I think a big part of it is, A, self-awareness. Like, knowing who you are. That's the first step. Like, for me, I had to take a step back and say, okay, who am I? First and foremost, who am I and who am I unapologetically? Like, you have a concept of who you want to be. I think with us, like, younger women or women, I would say maybe under 30, when you're in your 20s and you're in your 20-somethings figuring it out, Mm -hmm. you have this who you want to be. Like, me and my friend, we talk about it all the time. Like, girl, I can't wait until I'm stepping out my vans with my red bottoms on, got my Tory Burch bag, with my cup of coffee, because that's who I want to be. I want to be this boss, and then when I come home, you know, I cook a little dinner for my husband, and he's working late, obviously, because, you know, he's providing, even though, you know, and so I have dinner already ready for him with a candle, already put the kids to bed. I'm I'm all of this, but that's who I want to be. But who am I right now? Like, where am I at in that process right now? And it's good to look to who you want to be, but you have to have a self-awareness about who you are right now and embracing that person first. Mm-hmm. The person that, like, because, I mean, it's, I'm 26. I know 26-year-olds with red bottoms and husbands and kids. Mm-hmm. If they're not embracing, now, to me, that I could say that's something that I aspire to or aspire to have. But if they're not embracing what they have right then and there, it's still no good to them. And if I don't embrace who I am right now, like fully minus all of that, completely naked, it's no good to me to be multidimensional or even try to take on these layers. Because taking on the layers of who you are, (laughs) it's more stressful than just living in your facade because you have to own it. So to be aware of who you are first and then own who you are and being like not trying to dim that down for a man or for your parents or for your kids or for your friends because that can come in any avenue when it comes to when it comes to men <laughs> when it comes to men good because that's a big one and I think that's a big place I say all the time that men are hunters so they're hunting what they want and women are more so we're like we know what we want, but we tend to be a little more lax so that we can be chosen. Um, for people who are Christian or follow the Bible, they'll say, you know, in the Bible, like the man that finds a wife finds a good thing. So like you're already a wife. That's the part part that I had to get for me. And people who don't follow the Bible, even still, like you are already who you are in society. You know, yes, it's a mutual agreement when you choose to like marry somebody. If marriage is something you aspire to, but if you choose to be with someone, it's a mutual agreement. But ultimately, you know, in our society, the man chases the woman. So you're already the good thing. You're already the gift. If you are ready to wife, mm. 
Be the wife. Be you. And the person that's for you is going to come for you. And you're not going to have to dim. Like through, I've had a few serious relationships and it took my most recent one for me to say like, but this was in the beginning. I didn't say it verbally, but I'm self-aware. Like I had to become 100%. First, I had to become 100% whole. Like I had to become a 100% whole woman. And that is something that I did verbally say. I said, you're not messing with a kid, okay? You messing with a 100% whole woman. Like I have insecurities Mm -hmm. and I'm aware of them. Mm -hmm. And I embrace those too. And I have securities and I'm aware of them. And I embrace those too. Mm -hmm. So you're not about to break me and you're not about to change me. I will have a natural evolution that comes over time and you're not about to dim me. Like those are things that, but that comes through your your energy and your aura and you being Mm self-confident. Mm-hmm. and self-aware so like you're not going to use my insecurities against me or you're not going to be able to like peg me to find out where you can manipulate me i'm not going to say i'm i'm impenetrable because i'm pretty sure they can hurt me <laughs> that, that can happen it has happened they can hurt my heart and my feelings but you're not going to break me and you're not going to get me to change who i am in the places that i've embraced it'll happen naturally over time as i go through my process and even as we go through a process in a relationship but that's dead first off all that not going out because they don't girl these homebodies be the main one let me tell you how i turned into a homebody for somebody i ain't gonna say who just gonna say yeah i told myself you know but it happened over time through the course of our relationship i looked up and wasn't going nowhere wasn't doing nothing sitting in the house just accepting whatever came thinking that you know if i play that role of that person I want to be later, a.k.a. a more settled, wifely woman, that that's going to come to me. But that's not because that's not who I am right now. Mm -hmm. I'm 20-something. I want to be out. I want to have fun. I want to be with my friends. And I want to be out. Me, you have to know what you want. Like, I want a relationship where I can go out with my partner as well. Mm -hmm. Not you just go your way and I go my way and we come together at, like, 3 a.m. after the bar is closed trying to hit the coney and, like, lay up. Like, no! Can we go out together and then hit the coney and then come lay up? Some days at least. Like, you... You have to know where you're at. And that's the first step of not letting anyone else dim you down mm-hmm. and you embracing who you are. Mm. I like that. Hold on, let me, let me process that real quick. You're giving <laughs> me gems at the right time because my whole confidence is low because of the situation. All right, let me. And that happens. And, and, and this is the big part of that, too, is because. I'm where I am now because of, like, the decision that I made at the end of last year. But I've had my confidence low because of somebody I was dealing with. And they didn't mean to. That's the thing, too, first off. We got to stop as women, first off, harboring things. Mm -hmm. Like, forgiveness is a hell of a drug. Like, it really is. If you can get forgiveness in your heart on a, like, in in a pure way. Mm -hmm. Not, oh, I forgive you. But really forgive, like, uh, like, I journal. I have a prayer journal. Um... I meditate, I do yoga. Those are my things. Everybody has to find their things. But those are the places that, like, when my everything is in a whirlwind, I can jump and write in my prayer journal for a couple days, a week, a couple weeks, months, whatever, continuously, hit meditation every night. Because let's be real, it's not going to happen. I mean, for some people. But for me, it's not going to happen all the time because of how fast my life goes. Mm -hmm. And, And do some morning yoga. And I promise you, I will get a sense of peace and I will get back centered and get back where I'm supposed to be. But you get those times where you're feeling like, the actions or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the actions per se, how but the you. how somebody treats you, the, the, the expectation mm. of somebody else. You chose to dim yourself down. 
first off. So we got to take accountability. But the expectation of somebody else will have, well, it can leave you in a place of feeling like low self-esteem, low confidence, hurt, belittle, embarrassed. Like, I'm supposed to be the melanin queen and you got me over here crying. I got my Sam Smith on. Like, not in that way. Yes. Or even worse, I, now I had to break up with you. It's one thing when they when they break up with you. It's another thing when you have to break up with somebody else for your own self-protection. Now I'm even more messed up because maybe I could have saved it and fixed it. Yeah. But but you have to embrace that, too. Because if I didn't take the time to go through that and really embrace it, because we shrug things off and try to, like, act like it. You have to take the time to say, my confidence is at an all-time low. You broke me. And be broken for a minute. Like, take time and be broken for a minute. Like, we move so fast, especially as 20-something women. Not necessarily saying, you know, the best way to get over man is get under another one. I I'm not debating that theory either, okay? Not, we aren't debating that theory either. I'm just saying take your time and say, I'm broken. Be self-aware of where you're at and live in that. Be broke, Girl, if you don't cry, if you don't play your sad music in your car oh, for yes. like, my grandma has this theory. She says this all the time. I go with it. Everybody else doesn't have to. Again, like I said, I'm not really um, super emotional and super mm -hmm. sensitive. But when my, my heart does get broken. My feelings get hurt. I get embarrassed. I feel belittled. I, my pride gets hurt. All of that. My grandma says, you cry. You roll on the floor. You call off from work. You bark at the moon for three days. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't even let no nigga hold him down that long. <laughs> So on that fourth day, you better rise and walk up out that tomb and say, I am here. Yes. I am back. Yes. I'm back in action. Oh, I'm good. Love enjoy. Like you yes. better. That's the only like the only way. So mm -hmm. give yourself that. Even though she my grandma means three days, literally, like yeah. she don't mean like she, you better not take no more time. She better not see you crying <laughs> two weeks later. Talking about but I'm so hurt. She will. She, she she'll start fooling on you. She means that three days. But take your time. Take an allotted healthy amount of time to say I'm broken and I'm hurt and I'm crying and you broke my confidence or you did me and then on the fourth day you jump up and put on your baddest outfit and go where you have to go or take yourself to the movies or indulge in some type of self-care or self whatever take a selfie girl put some makeup on mm -hmm. do your hair mm -hmm. brush your teeth get in the tub <laughs> soak light some candles yes and get over it and move forward because mm -hmm. what you what, what's what God has for you or the universe or the higher power has for you is way better than anything that's going to cause you to dim yourself down. So you could be upset because it happened, but we ain't going to be upset and let it like hinder what we got coming. Like yeah. that, that's just foolish. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Period. Period. Do you feel like you have a lot of experience? Do you feel like those experiences have helped you get to this point? Most like experiences in what? Love, life, Confidence, I, I have a lot of experience in some things. And I don't have a lot of experience mm -hmm. in others. I think that all of the experiences that I have, I didn't. That's why I chose. I choose now to be very aware of where I am mm -hmm. and, and very conscious about taking on the layers that I'm in at the moment. Because in those moments, like in my everything before everything from 17 to 25, I was just skating. Mm -hmm. First off, I. I was very prideful, which I knew, and I was very like, um, just, just dissect my personality a little bit. Okay. I was very like, you know, how all these songs like, I'm just uh, no my ex. Like yeah. I was just like, couldn't nobody penetrate me, and oh, like my heart would be broken. But really, I was just. That's why I say you got to live in that moment because I would just 
dusted off from me. Yeah. But I really wasn't. I was internalizing it. And then I would move on to the next, not necessarily the next person, but the next thing and the next, like, being out and the next, like, turning up and the next, like, okay, nobody. And do you see this face? And do you see this body? see this hair? I'm so, I'm this, I'm that. I'm the prize, I'm the queen. I was saying all of the mm-hmm. right things, but continually, continuously, sometimes getting the same relationship just in a different package. Because I'm internalizing the pain and you're going to attract not always what you what you're hurt, but you're going to attract if you don't solve your you're going to keep getting it back. You're going to keep attracting that mm-hmm. once you solve it. Once I became a 100 percent whole woman and I don't mean that to say I have it all figured out, but once I became whole in like my identity and whole in the things that hurt me and healed mm-hmm. and took the time not only for God to heal me. But for me to heal me, and once I took the time to say, I forgive myself, Mm -hmm. and I forgive those people, and I forgive my parents, Mm -hmm. and I forgive my child's father, and I forgive my ex-boyfriends, and I forgive my friends that didn't make it to where we are now, my ex-friends, whatever. Mm -hmm. I forgive my current friends. Once I did all of that, then I was able to become a 100% person. Now another person can't break me. Now, God can continue to break me. And God can use other people to break me. But another person, I'm not going to get so in in my emotion or in my feeling that another person is going to break me. Especially not if it's over something like seeing my worth or lying on me or something like that. God can continue to break me to build me. But that's dead. Like, people aren't going to break me anymore. Because I'm aware. So you can't tell me about me. That's always been like, my mom used to always say, you can't tell me about my kids. Because you can come run into her with a story. She could tell you off top out of her four kids if it's a lie or not because she knows her children. Mm. Know yourself like you know your kid. I know my son very well. Nobody can lie lie, lie on him at two. Yeah. I know what he does and what he doesn't do. I know what facial. Know yourself like that. I like that. Know yourself like you know your kid. Or, or imaginary kids too. Or imaginary kids. Or know yourself like you know your man. Like, you know how you know when you get that intuition, like, oh, this nigga lying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me jump on his gram and check his followers real yeah. quick. Let me do some detective work. The way you know another person <laughs> or you know your parents, yeah. like, you could tell when your mom is, like, she going to give you that money or she's just, like, we'll see. Like, mm-hmm. I used to always say, my mom says, we'll see. That means no. If she'll say, if she says um, something else, like, probably or maybe that means yeah. yeah. Like, the way you know your parents and how to fin- learn how to finesse yourself like that. Learn how to know yourself in that that intimately. So now that you're whole and you're embracing your multidimensional self, do you feel like you've attracted that man that is in alignment with you? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so this is no, that's a good question. That is a very good question. Okay. So this is the very funny part because when you said that, I have to revert back to social media. Mm-hmm. You remember when those memes were going around with like the hand with the question mark on the ring? Do you see your ring, sis? I'm not saying no. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, the person with I'm, that I'm dealing with now, yes. If we don't make it the full run of being married or being together for the end of the world or for lifelong or whatever, that's fine. And that's how I know that that is somebody that I'm in alignment with, a divine alignment with, because he still has his issues and I still have my issues. But he's a 100 percent man as well. And we have a 100 percent friendship first. And our 100 percent friendship and my 100 percent individuality my what I have to offer not just to a relationship but to this world and to the kingdom and what he has to offer to this world and to the kingdom and what we can offer together Mm -hmm. not as a couple but as a unit to the world and to the kingdom and then to each other 
supersedes any relationship status. Supersedes, I mean, I'm not going to say a marriage because I know marriage is very serious and sacred. But it supersedes to me, for me, and I would I would think that he, we haven't necessarily had this exact talk. Mm -hmm. But it supersedes whether you my boyfriend today or tomorrow. So for me, that's like the greatest alignment I need. It's kind of like with my close friends. It doesn't matter whether my friends, Shayla, Nay, if they're my best friend or my best best friend or just my friend or if we're not speaking right now or whatever. What they have to offer to the world and what I have to offer to the world and what we have to offer together has to get done. So it's bigger than whatever little I, I heard a sigh when I said it's bigger than that. So I'm not going to trip off from whether you're my best friend or my friend. So I feel the same way in in the current um, I'm not gonna call it a situation because it's not a situationship, but the current relationship that I have right now that is bigger than us, quote unquote, being boyfriend or girlfriend. I one thing I let go to, I will say this last little piece on relationships. I let go of boyfriend, girlfriend. We're either in like sacred covenant or we're in a, a friendship, but both of them are gonna go to the divine purpose and order that, that's for us to be together. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have any like divinity in there, if there's no God in the midst of that, then you guys to get off my train because I ain't got time to be playing no more. Mm -hmm. So that's like my whole thing with that when it comes to a relationship. So I would I would say that now that I'm whole, I'm attracting and not just in a, a romantic relationship, but even with friends, networking, business, mm -hmm. I'm attracting other 100 percent people that are aware of what they need to be doing that have their mess and have their stuff they need to sort out, too. That does not mean you're flawless. It just yes. means that you're aware and you know what you need to work on, where you need to build, et cetera. And so. That is causing me to align myself with different people and for God to align me and open doors to meet people. I wouldn't have been prepared to meet the person that I have romantic feelings for right now, mm -hmm. last year. I was not prepared because I was walking around with so much hurt and brokenness that I would have destroyed him. Yeah. Even down to my friends. Now, there's, I have friends that I've had since high school, like literally, mm -hmm. what, 10, 15 years. Okay, that's 10, 15 years worth of foundation. But like new people, there's people that I meet out in business, networking. I didn't have the capacity to to partner. If I would have met you last year, I wouldn't have came here. I wouldn't have because at that time, my mind was so befuddled and so like on so many other things other than meeting people and making genuine connections mm -hmm. and like and talking on a podcast or anything. Even though I was still a journalism major, I was in school, I was focused. I wasn't I didn't have the capacity because of all the different things that were like breaking me and calling my attention that had nothing to do with my purpose say that so you are like literally god is speaking through you right hey man hey god is speaking through you rock on my head <laughs> and two it's a process so i just have to say that it is a process because even you're always gonna have to make decisions period mm -hmm. until you die i was gonna say as like a 20 something 30 something but you're gonna have to make decisions my grandma makes decisions. She's 75 mm -hmm. no you know she's retired she Maybe it's my youngest sister, whatever. She still has to make decisions. And you're always going to have to make decisions, but it's a process. So even like the relationship thing, like for me, I just got that revelation of like, if you would, if I would have came on here two months ago, I would have told you, oh, because I'm 100% whole, yes, I can be in alignment because I done found it, it, him, it is over with. I just got that revelation like a couple weeks ago of what we have defined space and time of what a title is or what a um not I'm not saying y'all need a title you need a bond ladies if y'all don't get a title before you be sitting at the funeral and his mama tell you to go sit in the back of the bus Rosa if you don't get your title period <laughs> like I don't agree I do agree with having a strong bond mm -hmm. but make sure you're in divine order because that divine order will give you a title mm -hmm. and you'll have the correct title for whatever season that you're in 
but it's a process. So that's still the same person I was dealing with two months ago. But I just got the revelation of it doesn't matter whether we're together or not. If we have a, a kingdom destination, we need to get there in whatever capacity that God has us as a unit right now in this season. And that may not be a fiance or a wife or a boyfriend. It may just be a friend or it may just be an associate. Maybe you need to back up and take time for that person because God wants you to put some space between y'all so you can get back focused on what you need to be doing because you focused on we or whatever. So it's a process of continuously learning. Like you don't become 100% whole and then now everybody's aligned to you and now you're making connections and boom, we in there and I ain't got no more work to do. Like that's not how that goes. So I just have to put that disclaimer because, you know, people get to working on themselves and then it feels like you're never done working on yourself. You're not. Because you're not. <laughs> yeah, you're really not. Because you're really not. But like a part of me kind of felt that way. Like things coming to fruition in 2018. I'm like, okay. Like, I don't have to do that legwork. But then God, like, had to really, like, push pause. And say, hold on, girl. You got a long way to go. You're only 26. Like, you have a long way to go. It's a process in everything. So. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. Don't get to thinking that this is it. This this is it. You're going to be multidimensional. You're limiting yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank. Girl, are you, are you the multidimensional woman to preach? I think with 20-somethings, the biggest journeys are. Friends, men, business. Now, granted, you still have family. Some people are having kids. You have parents, all of that stuff, too. But we've been doing, like, the, the parents and family stuff all your life. When you get into your 20-somethings, it's like that independence of being able to, like, you could do all that grown stuff you wanted to do when you was young. You could have a whole boyfriend. Now you can stay the night with your boo. Like, you can do all type of stuff. And in that is where you're like, oh, hold on. Wait a second. Yeah. I don't know me. You and know. that's fine if you that's self-aware know that's that you great, don't know yourself that's a like, great revelation that's how you grow being aware of yourself we're gonna hone in on another dimension of you in the business you said you know each of you has something to offer what do you have to offer to this world what's your purpose what do you feel like you know your kingdom will be you have some projects you're working on too i feel like that's kind of in alignment with who you are as well yes i have projects so like i was saying earlier I, there's places that i'm more versed in and have more experience in and there's places that I don't Mm -hmm. business is a place that I don't have as much experience in because I wasn't focused so I think the best way to go into this is focus Mm -hmm. and that's something that not all because I know some young like you you, you're way younger than me well not way by some people's standards but you're a couple years younger than me and you're way more focused than I was at your age Um, way no way more focused i'm trying to tell you i have not been focused but but that way the fact that you're even sitting here you're what 22 21 girl 21 i was on somebody's floor somebody's field passed out on burnett's vodka like oh i was still in college with like a one point gpa like (laughs) talking about boss up and get this money he wouldn't juke shutting down the clubs girl focus who no this is way it's saturday at um what time is it? Like four, five? Girl, I would be just recovering texting the girls like where are we going tonight. Just recovering from like yesterday. Like, nah. Yeah. What so I'm not gonna say that, you know. But the main thing I think with business is focus. Mm-hmm. Focus and direction. Mm-hmm. And I listened to a podcast um called Wall Street Journal Secrets of Wealthy Women. I actually found that somebody else on um Instagram, a girl named Fancy Success, follow her. She's like the ultimate like girl boss. Um, her name on Instagram is Fancy Success. Um, mm-hmm. She actually put it on her Insta story, and that's how I got to listening to it. And it's all wealthy women, mostly Wall Street type of stuff, business investment type of things. Mm-hmm. But you can take gems from that, just period. And they're not long. They're like 17 to 20 minutes. Yeah. So they're not long podcasts. And one of them, the woman said one thing she would tell her younger self is stop trying to go off from like the 10-year 
or the five year. Focus on a few years at a time. Focus on one, two years at a time. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, in my experience, business wise, it was more so like that hustle of school. And that's one thing like you can do. I'm a little bit older. So like when I came into school, it wasn't really like people weren't blowing up mm-hmm. off social media businesses. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing thing that people are being entrepreneurs. Just basically people don't have brick and mortars. People barely have websites mm-hmm. and they're blowing up and not, not in follower count in, in, in the cash just off, you know, social media and promoting their business that way or whatever. And that's awesome. But when I was kind of like 20, 21, that really wasn't a thing. There probably was a thing beginning to be a thing, but it really wasn't a thing. And so um, having direction and utilizing resources. um, So more so it was like the school grind for me, but also knowing school isn't everything. And school is just a very, 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 depending on the field you're in. Because, look, if you're in banking and tech, I'm going to need you to know. (laughs) Like I need you to know your stuff before you get to playing with my money. But (laughs) school can be a very small, teeny tiny portion. Like four years, five years took me like eight. But anyways, that's a very small part of your life when when you're looking at the grand scheme of the years in business that you have. And I know a lot of people want to retire young. Our generation, we don't want to work. Okay, we want to hustle, get it done, retire at 50, retire at 40. I look at it like I I would be happy. Mm. I want a business that like, at 60, 70, maybe I'm not going into the office every day, but I'm still running and managing my, my streams and still making money. I'm not saying I never want to retire and not have to work, but I think that I, the concept of retirement mm-hmm. comes from our um, older generations going to work jobs just for the money, just to provide day in and day out and just retiring to get the 401 and to, to sit back and not have to, you know what I'm saying, to finally reap. I want to reap my rewards as they come. Yeah. on a monthly, weekly, yearly basis. doesn't necessarily have to be financial. That's why, like, at the end of every school semester, honey, I buy myself something when I do well. It doesn't have to be, like, I don't go buy the latest and greatest, but I do something for myself. It could be small as, like, taking myself out to, like, a restaurant or going with my friends. We used to do this whole, like, restaurant thing where we would go at the, like, beginning or end of every semester, we would go to, like, these, like, luxury restaurants. And we would dress like, sis, you couldn't tell us nothing. You couldn't tell us we've been here five times. Yes. And But it was, like, <laughs> our, and we spending, like, 100 on a meal, 200 on a meal off a college budget. But we're doing that to treat ourselves to something. Yes. But as long as you're, like, constantly getting a reward, mm-hmm. you won't feel that urge to, like, okay, well, I'll just put my head down for 40 years and maybe at 60, 70, I can have a reward mm-hmm. for all this work. No. So that's, like, what I would say. I don't have a lot of business, per se, experience as far as, like, what I'm trying to do. I'm working on a few projects. My biggest project, my overhauling thing, my overhauling, my overhauling purpose, I think, in this world is to be a communicator. And that's just across lines. So whether it's communicating, like living a multidimensional life, um, being a liaison for women of color um, to, to, to embrace everything about themselves, whether it's your weight, your size, your height, the fact that you can change anything about yourself at any moment. That's like a, a big um, portion of my purpose, I think, is just people, not necessarily women, but just people in general, being a communicator and then also being a creative communicator. Mm-hmm. So um, I write, obviously, um, as a communications and journalism major and a person that's getting into the communications field. Um, I'm a writer by trade and by nature, but I also dabble in things that I'm not necessarily good at. Like I paint Mm -hmm. and I draw and I um, 
I used to, like, praise dance at church. Mm-hmm. I, now, I ain't got no, like, twerking abilities. Mm-hmm. But we be trying. Like, we do that, too. Yeah. Like, we do that, too, because that's a part of being multidimensional. Yes. We praise dance and we, we twerk dance. Like, we yeah. do, you know, putting a little bit of all of it, but also encouraging people to communicate with each other mm-hmm. in the way that gets your message across. Because my personal philosophy in this of this world is that part of the problem is that we can't talk to each other. And talking doesn't always mean verbal. If I can't communicate what your vision is for something and you can't communicate what my vision is, then we're going to butt heads. We're not going to be able to collaborate because we can't understand each other. Mm -hmm. So being a communicator is bigger than being like a public relations coordinator or being like a a journalist or Mm -hmm. being an interviewer or whatever, but um, communicating across lines, whether it's cultural, whether it's gender, whether it's like mental, whether Mm -hmm. it's like who you are and who who you should be or how you can change that. I think that's um, more so my purpose. So the different projects that I have is, like, I have a blog, shebitesback.blog um, is the website. I, I This semester been rough, y'all. School come first. I have an order of priority. School come first, so I haven't been posting as much, but I have some things on there, and that's more so capitalizing on the multidimensionalness and is that a word, multidimensionalist? But anyways, it's going to be. Gonna be. <laughs> yes. That capitalizes on that. And then I also have a, um, an interview series that I'm working on that I'm getting ready to um, prepare to launch. And that focuses on men and women that don't get the credit for bringing back the cities that they live in. So we're in Detroit, you know, we Detroit's on the rise because, you know, y'all, we got a Nike store now. We got a Lululemon what, downtown. We got scooters, them little scooters everywhere. And that that equals to a lot of people that Detroit's on the rise because, you know, we got some gentrification. Yes. But in reality, there's people who have been on the ground, whether it's from opening a store or a boutique, um, whether it's having a mentorship program, whether it's um, – passing out things to the homeless, whether it's nonprofit organization, whether it's selling bundles. Detroit is the hustle city. So I got to put on for my city. Detroit is the hustle city. We do it all. And those people have been contributing to, now it may not be the big economic growth that Detroit needed, but they've been contributing to the city, whether they're journalists, publicists, whatever. There is a, a crowd of young people, especially young people of color that are contributing and do not get the coverage and do not get to tell their stories to even um, – encourage the next generation so i think that that communicating that is another um project that i'm working on that should be coming out when i get a lot more time than i have this semester y'all being a senior is no game yeah it's not a game (laughs) man it's a beautiful thing because i feel like every single thing that you've been through has built you to the woman that you are today definitely and this testimony and the strength that you have is like undeniable and it's like so so inspiring so motivating and y'all i never wanted a testimony i did you did i didn't want to be like here's my story and here how this is how i can impact you i never wanted to be before i had my son first off i never wanted to be an example for anyone i never wanted to be a mentor like the church that i was going to at one time they had it where i was like teaching the teenage girls this was like i was shortly out of high school um, just early, like I said, 21 still mm-hmm. passed out in fields and stuff. But I didn't, because of that, because I knew I was still doing the things that I wanted to do, because I was still twerking and drinking and having what I call quote unquote fun, I didn't want to be anybody else's ex- um, example or, yeah. or mentor or anything because I felt like in order to do that, you had to be a different person. And I think for mm-hmm. me, like after I had my son, I had to realize that I can be your example 
and indulge in the things that we both like to do. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's right. It becomes with that, again, the self-aware. Everything I do isn't right, nor is it morally right, nor is it, like, I mean, Christianly right or whatever. But I still do it because I'm in a process. And I'm open to talk to people about the process that it is. And Mm -hmm. so that, yeah, no, being an example in things and being a testimony or saying, oh, you can do it too, because a lot of that goes back into, like, that categorizing. A lot of people, they wait until they're out of whatever phase of life they're in to say, oh, well, you can do it because I was in this phase. No, I am in this phase. And I take care of myself. So what's that up? Part. Like, it's that part. Yeah. Like, like, and I found and I found a good thing. And I found a good little boo. Yes. And I still wear tight clothes. This nah. Nah. <laughs> like, nah. So I think that that, like, I never wanted to be an example, but it just happened. Or I'm not even going to say I'm an example now. I'm just saying I do have people that, like, reach out to me or Girl. will say, you know, and... That makes me feel a lot better than it would have made me feel three, four years ago. Yeah. Because, I mean, things have definitely changed, but I still have some of the same traits. <laughs> we all have some of the same tendencies, but right. it's, you're growing right. through them, with them. That's all that matters. You said, like, I never wanted to have a testimony. I feel like God wanted you to have a testimony. Like, this is, like, a yeah. higher order, and you're very gifted. I don't know. I just feel like you're going to do something really great. And we don't, a lot of things now are starting to allow African-American women to be self-aware and mm-hmm. allowing us to hone in on our purpose. And I think that's where that new Wall Street, like that show you were saying, mm-hmm. I think that's where that's going to come from. But I feel it like so deeply because it's just, oh, it's just so strong. I got to be in the room. Yeah, I'm working for it. So it's about putting the work into mm-hmm. not just that, oh, stay up all night grind, but that self-work. Yeah. Like, do you want identifying what you want like I want to be a good mom that was like the big thing I never wanted kids ever mm-hmm. I used to always say oh, I'm never having it to the point where like when I told my younger brothers that I was pregnant no one believed me like they called my mom the next day and was like well, she was she playing she, mm-hmm. she's really but mm-hmm. I said I want to be a good mom and so that's the only reason why I consider myself at least somewhat of a decent good mom is mm-hmm. because I wanted that so it, the self-work comes in too like okay am I working too many days my son's crying when I'm going to work okay let's do some self-work here so that's another dimension of your life. Tell right. me more about that. What is it like? Uh, the kid. <laughs> <laughs> your baby the boy. The kid. Yeah. You know. A mommy. That's your third yeah, dimension. Yeah, it's a third dimension, all right. You're still, like, kind of trying to embrace it? I embrace being a mom to the fullest. But that's being a mom is what really pushed me into being multidimensional. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to be stuck just being a mom. Period. And not that there's anything wrong with people that that are that put their identity in their children or stay at home moms or any of that. Mm-hmm. But even moms that their whole day in life is s- surrounded around their child, mm-hmm. I still encourage them to identify those other multidimensional layers. Like you may be a stay at home mom, but you're an amazing cook. Not to say you got to start a YouTube channel and write a recipe book, but identify that mm-hmm. layer in yourself and explore that and let that be your fun area right. or whatever. For me, I I never want to. Once I had my son, when I had my child. During my pregnancy, I had to put up walls mm-hmm. um, of where I, like, completely almost... It was almost like for the entire 10 months, I was in the Matrix. Like, because the situation... Um, was difficult. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. My son has a great father. His dad loves him to death. They spend a lot of time together. We almost basically kind of have like a 50-50 thing going but um they have a great relationship and I, I wouldn't take that away and he wasn't necessarily bad to me in our relationship 
necessarily. He was immature and did some things. But at the same time, when it's not divine order, you're not going to get divine results. Mm -hmm. No matter what comes from the relationship. I knew that the relationship wasn't what the relationship that God wanted me to be in alignment with for what I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be my end all be all. Was it in alignment for me to have my child? We can debate that. You know what I'm saying? I would say, okay, that 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 was my, you know what I'm saying? My son was very much my wake-up call. So maybe that was my divine alignment for me to have my child and to get into alignment of my life. But mm-hmm. for me and his father to be together, not necessarily. So door, because knowing that, coming to terms with that, mm-hmm. I had to kind of put some walls up during my pregnancy um, to protect myself and to protect my son because I knew that directly when you're pregnant and then even as a mother how your feelings and your emotions and your the way you act you cult, you're cultivating an environment in your body for mm-hmm. your son i don't want an angry son or i don't want a um unsure son or i don't necessarily want a uh, son that doesn't have confidence or always sad or whatever and then you're you're emotional anyway you're mm-hmm. hormonal and things so i wanted to put walls up and this isn't just like oh i'm putting a wall up against his dad because he's horrible no i'm talking about everything because whenever you're doing things like i say my son changed my life and i say that all the time whenever something is happening in you you're going to get attacked from everywhere mm-hmm. so there was a part of my pregnancy where i didn't have a car because my car broke down mm-hmm. like there was a there was it's you know real. you're going to have attacks from everywhere anytime it doesn't have to necessarily be having a baby but it can be getting ready to graduate that's why i say being a senior is no joke because anytime you're getting ready to embark into something else that push you further mm. the devil's gonna come or demonic energy is gonna come from all areas so not to say that i put walls up against his dad because his dad is not the devil or, or demonic energy but i had to put walls up in general and cultivate my space during pregnancy and so in that time i had a lot of time to self-reflect and decide who i wanted to be mm-hmm. as a mom first as a mom and because it was going to go one or two ways. Like, everybody thought I was going to be, you know, the young girl that had a baby and be like, Ma, I got stuff to do. Like, I got goals and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. And mostly kind of have her do a lot of the work, and I'm not doing as much work. But I said, I want to be a hands-on mom, no matter how mm-hmm. ambitious, no matter how many businesses I have, no matter how many late hours. I want to be a hands-on mom. I want to be a certain type of mother. So I had to make that decision while I was pregnant. And then I decided I didn't want my identity to be wrapped in anyone else. Mm-hmm. So like, important. I want to be so-and-so's wife i want to be my son's name is jermaine little jermaine's mom and if i go to have any other children i want to be their mommy too i want to be like oh that's that's their mommy you know i want to be my mom's name is barbara i want to be barbara's daughter bb's daughter i want to be karen and shayla's friend Mm -hmm. i want to be the owner of boost media enterprises my media company that i'm building Mm -hmm. i want to be the writer behind she bites back i want to be that but my identity of who i am isn't just one singular of those things. I am who I am and I am who God has me to be. And it isn't just someone's mom or someone's wife or girlfriend or friend or writer or someone's employee or someone's boss. Mm -hmm. That's not who he has for me to be. So I think for me, the balance comes in, um, not wrapping my identity in my son, but still cultivating that relationship and cultivating that time and being just self-aware even in that. And it's awesome. Being a mom is the greatest, like I said, it's life-changing. Most women say their kids change their life because it focuses you if you're not focused. If you are focused, it gives you more drive. I can't, like Drake said, I can't have no kid to be out here kidding around with y'all. That's why I can't kid around with none of these dudes. I can't kid around with you because if you're going to be my son's stepfather, you're the next example of 
what love looks like to him. Mm -hmm. And whoever his dad chooses to be with is the next example of what love looks like to him. He's going to have two separate examples at this point of what love looks like to him. So I can't be kidding around with you and you don't love me for real. Mm -hmm. Period. Period. I got a son looking at me. I got a son looking to see what kind of man he's going to be. That's deep. That's another level of pressure. It's a whole other level of pressure. And I cannot play. So I had to make that decision. Okay, don't play then. Don't play because now now I'm not kidding around with my life. See, before I had my son, I was I wouldn't say as far as like I was kidding around because I had a lot of revelations and I did a lot of great things before mm-hmm. I had my son, like tons of impactful things. Mm-hmm. And but after I had my son, now I'm playing with somebody else's life. And not only am I playing with someone else's life, I'm rearing someone that God handpicked for me to carry and to create an environment for and help guide. So why would I play with that? Because that's not, that's sacred at that point. Mm-hmm. Anytime God puts somebody else's hands in your life. Yeah. And that's why I say even with friendships and relationships and all these different things, it's very important to be self-aware because, like I said, had I met the person that I'm dealing with romantically now, two years ago, I would have destroyed him. Not me. I'm not going to say I have the power to destroy somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean. I, yeah. would, I wouldn't have taken the same care and consideration that I take now. Because even in that... People that you're dating, take that seriously, even if it's not a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. Take that seriously because you're dealing with another person. I think we don't personalize or humanize things enough. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be as deep as, oh, you pushed this baby out. It can be (laughs) somebody you went three dates on. Like, don't destroy that person just because you're not ready. Yeah. Or you don't like them. Leave them alone. Quit ghosting, folks. Right. (laughs) Like... Quit playing with people because everybody's not playing. And you wonder how people are, you know, getting killed by their spouses or killed by a dude they went on a date with. Everybody. And I'm I'm not playing. Okay. (laughs) Anybody that's about to follow me on the gram at Brittany Simone and think you're about to jump in my DMs. I ain't playing. So so don't play with me. I ain't the one. Oh, my God. (laughs) You said something so important about um, losing your identity in another person or an endeavor. Jada Pickett Smith was saying how she lost her identity in Will. And I guess I think it was like 40 days, 40 nights. Mm -hmm. You seen that? Uh, yeah, she talk? cried for like forty five days, and someone like said, "Oh, you cried." She said, "Hold on, I didn't cry over Will for forty five days. Right, I lost me, and that's I remember after I had my son, mm-hmm. and my son was a baby, and um, me and his dad had this agreement that um, although we weren't together during some part of our pregnancy that I would stay like after I had the baby I would come to his house his apartment and we would completely set up camp my son was very blessed to have two of everything so I had a complete room at my mom's house and then I had a room you know at his house or whatever and so I would come and stay with him for um I think it was like two or three months um so that he could have his bonding time too because I wasn't trying to have the baby on you and then and then leave and take that away from him Mm -hmm. as a father and as a man I'm not doing that to you 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 know you no matter what we are this is your child and so I remember laying in the bed one night. First off, I'm sleep deprived because it's a newborn. And I remember just crying, like just laying in the bed crying. Granted, I was breastfeeding and post-pregnancy and hormonal and things. But I remember crying multiple days in a row at night while he's sleeping. The baby's sleep. Baby's not even like I breastfed. Baby's not even on the boob. I'm just laying here crying because I was like, who, like what happened to me? And it's not just because I have a kid. It's just that what happened to me that like, all I feel like I'm doing, and it, and it may not necessarily, just because you feel like something doesn't make it reality. But at the time, it was like, all I feel like I'm doing is compromising or just taking care of this kid. And I feel like all my goals and my dreams, they weren't necessarily lost, but they were so far and unattainable. So I felt Jada on that. And nothing does that like having a kid. And that's where you have to be like solid. 
I would advise, I wasn't very solid in my identity before I had my son. I would advise getting solid before you have children. And that's why people say, wait until you marry and do your time with your marriage and then have kids. There's a reason why there's an order to things. Everybody doesn't believe in this order and you don't necessarily have to. But there's a reason why sometimes there's an order in things. You don't want to be like me and find out, dang, that's why they say that. Like, mm -hmm. oh, like because if you're not solid in who you are, First off, you can't put your identity in nobody else. That's just going to fill a void. Like, you're not benefiting. I'm not going to benefit my son by making my world about him. Because one day he's going to say, Ma, can you wait outside the school? And I'm going to be somewhere breaking down in, in the hallway. Like, what should we wait outside? Like, because yeah. <laughs> kids grow up. Mm -hmm. And then you see them parents that don't want to let them go. Because that's all that they know about themselves. <laughs> or anybody else like people get divorces and now and that's very common you know what happened to me or you break up with somebody it doesn't matter how long you with them if you've taken all that time to put your identity into being his girl mm -hmm. being his rock his writer die sis mm -hmm. can't none of y'all get between us and then he leave you for sis on the gram you sort like but my booty big but i'm cute but i'm natural you said you like that yeah put your identity in you i like that so you're creating a platform. The multi-dimensional woman is your theme. It's your movement. You're creating this platform so nobody else will lose themselves. Yes. I love that. Thank you. Nadine. Or mm -hmm. not that you won't lose yourself because I guarantee I'm going to lose myself a couple times over, mm -hmm. even from now. Mm -hmm. That's life. That you can at least acknowledge when you're starting to lose yourself and be you strengthened your identity enough that you can find your way forward. I say all the time, I don't want to go back to being anybody. That was a big thing, too. Like, people would say, um, do you want to get back to going out? Or do you want to get back to being or back to wearing or back to doing? I'm not even trying to get back to my, like, quote, unquote, pre-baby size. Or back. I'm not trying to get back to anything. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get forward. Like, I'm trying to get forward to what, what I'm supposed to have. So you might lose yourself, but can you can you realize who you are and get forward to what's supposed to be next for you? And in doing so, you can embrace every dimension. Every dimension. Yourself. Every, every, or, or even embrace just that one part. Because every time something happens doesn't mean your whole multidimensional layer is just everything falls apart. Mm -hmm. My heart can get broke from a boyfriend or from a romantic situation. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that I can't effectively mother or my parenting now has crumbled or my grades crumbling or my businesses. Or I can get burned in business and that doesn't mean my marriage has to crumble. That doesn't mean that I have to take that part, that layer, and add it to that layer, and now I'm lashing out at everybody. No, but that becomes self-aware. And then that also comes with having good communication with the people in your life. I learned to speak up. That's a big thing black women don't do because we generationally were not able to. We were so used to being strong and being like ox and carrying so much that from back in slavery like you know mm -hmm. men's being taken out of families etc cetera, etc cetera, that like even now we don't necessarily speak up my aunt passed away yesterday right mm -hmm. and being so strong me wanting to like reach out per se now granted i have great friends that are like if you're here if you need me but i know who and what i wanted to be there for me and instead of saying no but i really do want to come over just like, I don't really want to talk about it, but I just want to come over and be in your presence. Instead of saying those words, I said, no, it's okay. I'm fine. I'm just going to lay here. You know, I know you had a long day working. We good, though. I'm all good. I'm fine. I'll be okay. Speak up. Start saying when you need something. Start saying, like, you know, I'm having a bad day at work. People say, okay, I'm having a bad day at work. But they're... 
They don't say, I'm having a bad day at work. Forgive me if I take that out on you. Like, like we have to learn as black women to start saying what we need and communicating that, not just to, like, partners and spouses, but to our friends. Like, girl, sometimes it's hard for me to see you glowing up or, you know, um, it's hard for me to be the single friend and three of my friends engaged. And that's, I only got three friends. <laughs> like, that can be hard. Speak up. Everybody's not going to take it personally. So, Brittany, can you please leave us with a solid, sound piece of advice? I think if I could give one piece of advice to being multidimensional, becoming multidimensional, remaining and embracing being multidimensional, accepting your layers of who you are, is the concept of walking and embracing and accepting truths without the acceptance or validation of it being someone else's. I get mad at irrelevant bleep all of the time or blow things out of proportion. And my mom, I'll be venting to my mom and she'll say like, Brit, it's really not that serious. But it's serious to me in this moment. It's not even going to be serious to me in 10 minutes. But accepting that and walking in that, it doesn't necessarily have to be something like that, but whatever it is, if it's your truth, embrace your truth. Analyze your truth and make sure that it's valid to you first. Mm. And walk in that and don't accept, don't try to form that around someone else's. That's another form of suppression. We have to stop suppressing ourselves when it comes to identifying ourselves and loving ourselves. And that whole self-care, self-love thing, it starts inside first. Take all them bubble baths you want. If you don't deal with your stuff... Since you got issues still, you're just going to be soggy and soggy with issues. <laughs> like, Thank you for that. I don't know if the listeners are taking notes, but I just, I have, you can see I have a whole <laughs> pad full of notes. So ladies, if you guys need anything else from Brittany, can you give them the social media? Um, Yes, you can definitely follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Brittany Simone. I spell my name funny. So it's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-I. S-I-M-O-N-E, no spaces, no periods, just Brittany Simone. And um, you can also feel free to follow my blog, She Bites Back, um, on Instagram. And um, feel free to click on the link, look through the page. And if you have any ideas, always DM me. DM me about any type of topics that you would like for me to further explain or different people if you would like to see them, their opinions, whatever. We have a bunch of different columns from beauty, fashion, parenting, relationships. Let me know. Follow her on all platforms and feel free to reach out, guys. Thank you so much for revealing your truth. You're welcome. Thank you for transforming your pain into passion.